Welcome to episode 12 <laughs> of Armchair Donkeys. Uh, we're a little late to market this week due to some scheduling conflicts, but we've got another special guest on the show today. Ryan Magram was a defensive lineman with us at the University of Colorado. Mags is a Colorado Buffalo legacy. His father, Bud, Mag Bud Magram, was an All-American in Boulder, where he recorded over 100 tackles in a, a single season. Mags was an absolute monster when he walked on campus in 1999 at 6'5", 275 pounds. But like so many great players in the game of football, his career was cut short due to injury. Mags, you had some serious lower leg injuries uh, that you that kept you sidelined for the majority of your college career. What were the particulars of those injuries? Uh, you know, if you guys remember, as a freshman, I got really sick. I was in the hospital for a month. And... Uh, I was on a feeding tube through my neck and uh, well, Bo, you remember you were there, but uh, when I came back from that, I came full throttle trying to get back in and had a significant injury to the lower leg, ended up having a tib fib fracture and uh, from kind of like brittle bone uh, situation from not being healthy and uh, then compartment syndrome, which was brutal. And that was the beginning of the end. You know, once you get in the training room, you never get out of there. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, yeah. it, that happened to me, that tail end of my career. Uh, now, we know that this show is all about betting football. Mags moved to the bright lights of Las Vegas, Nevada <laughs> after college. And uh, you're hands down the biggest sports better that we've ever had on the show. Uh, I know I know that you've since given it up, but uh, let's talk a little bit about your betting history if I'm not mistaken, I remember you telling me that you bet a million dollars on the Super Bowl one year. It was not on the Super Bowl, <laughs> but there it was a million dollar bet to win just over nine hundred thousand dollars. It was a unbelievable game. Green Bay and uh, Denver Broncos took the Packers in two thousand seven, and I can tell you exactly how the end of the game went because the Broncos were about to score at the end of the game. What was, and, what was the line on the game? Uh, Green Bay just had to win by – it was two and a half, three points. I think it was three. But, so Green Bay minus yeah, three? Green Bay minus three. They were a much better team. Uh, it was in Denver. But at the end of the game, the Broncos had a chance to win the game. They're going in on, inside the 10-yard line at very end of the fourth quarter. They end up – Green Bay holds them to a field goal to force overtime. Overtime happens, very first play of the game, Brett Favre, 80-plus yard, 80-yard touchdown pass to Jennings. Game, set, match, Dan <laughs> dancing in the streets. Hey, were, you, were you in Vegas? Uh, yeah, I was that? in Vegas. The, the win wouldn't take the bet. They sent us over to the Mirage to, to place the bet. Oh, wow. Really? So you had, wow. You had a couple of guys that were in on that bet? Then? Yeah, it was me and one of my buddies. And, and, who, uh, and whose idea was the bet? Uh, it was a, a mutual decision, but it was, uh, I mean, it, 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 was a, it was a scary bet. <laughs> yeah, it's a life, that's, that's a life-changing bet. I mean, yeah. it really, but the money came away. I mean, when you gamble, bro, it's just, I don't know. You, you know, yeah. it's, it's a mean, slippery it's, slope, bro. Once you start winning, it, it comes and goes so quickly, you forget. 
I think it's also tough to feel that kind of action and then go to back to betting 500 bucks a game. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, right. I, I, I mean, that's, I'll tell you, in, in all honesty, that's what happened to me. I mean, I, I, I continued gambling for a long time and uh, I, it, it came to a point and I used to play poker and I really felt like I had a poker face with all of it. I, when I won, I showed no emotion. When I lost, I had no emotion. And it was like, what am I doing this for? And in the end of the day, you know, sports betting is a losing endeavor <laughs> over time. There's a reason there's the house. But uh, I, I mean, I wised up a couple of years ago and I'm, I'll still play here and there, but it's not, I don't play daily. I, I, I played daily for a long time, especially after I stopped playing poker. And you're betting all, all sports or didn't matter? I was matter? betting everything. I was betting, I mean, uh, I won't go as far as cricket and, <laughs> and, college women's college basketball, but I, I was playing everything. I, I was playing pretty much everything. It was, it was, it was definitely a borderline addiction. I, I would say. That's gotta be a tough place to live uh, and, and not get involved in that. That's why I could never live in Vegas. You know, being in the events game, a lot of people have tried to lure me out there, but I don't trust myself in that city uh, with all the action that's available at your fingertips there. It's yeah, and, to- and then you got friends coming into town that want to go gamble, and it's just like it, it's a slippery, it's a very slippery slope. Yeah, I hear you. And and playing playing poker was one thing. That was a a calculated. I had a calculated advantage, in my opinion, <laughs> in, in that. But when you're when you start playing the table games and start betting on sports, it, it goes back to fifty fifty. You got to get lucky, Bo. Bo, you'd be Bo, you'd be fine in Vegas when you start reading auras of dealers and you know where to sit down and you know who to play with. You'd be, I just, I you'd just be need good, some man. P- give me some PEDs and I'm all good, baby. That's what I'm saying. You'd be fine. Build, build a portfolio, baby. All right, let's get into it. I'm going to take us to a, a game that I love. Utah State is taking on the Oregon State Beavers tomorrow in the Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl at SoFi Stadium. Utah State has been my horse all year, and they're getting seven and a half points in this game. Oregon State is a streaky team with a win against Utah and a loss against our Buffs. Uh, They're very similar in style to San Diego State, who Utah State just pasted in the Mountain West Conference Conference Championship game. This is one of those games that I don't really think the odds makers are paying attention to, but I also don't think most bettors will have a clue either. Uh, they'll see the odds in this one and they'll get suckered into picking the Pac-12 favorite over the Mountain West team. Uh, and I think that this game should be a pick uh, I think Utah State can win the game with their high-powered air attack. And if they jump out to an early lead like they did against San Diego State, that'll put a lot of pressure on the Beavers offense to keep up. And for that reason, I'm hammering the Utah State Aggies plus seven and a half. Any thoughts here, guys? Hey man, you're the you're the Mountain West guru. I agree. Um, I uh, you have been the whole year. I think I think the weird thing about the college football bowl season is, you know, when you're playing in the Jimmy Kimmel what the whatever the hell it is bowl, right? Like, how excited are these guys to really show up? So I think I think betting on college football during the bowl season is tough until you get to like right the the college football playoff where it's really meaningful because some of these games don't mean a damn thing. But um, I, th- I, you know, saying that I would 
retreat back to Yubo, and I like the underdog take points, right? Because right. who knows what the hell is going to happen? Because you don't know who's going to show up. I think in a game like that, you also have a team coming in that feels like they're being disrespected uh, by being that big of an underdog just because they're in the lower conference. They probably have a chip on their shoulder. They want to prove something. Or you look at the Oregon uh, game when we played in the Fiesta Bowl. We went in there uh, kind of – it was a consolation game. We thought we were going to go to the Rose Bowl to play Miami. We went down to uh, Tempe and Scottsdale and partied for five days Vacation. <laughs> business trip or vacation boys that, vacation. Was a, that was a vacation that was a vacation yeah I, I remember being in the huddle and it just smelled like this the huddle at practice smelled like a like a bar it was and, awful um they they handed us our asses they they went down there and nobody thought they were going to win we were the the heavy favorite in that game and they just pistol whipped us so you're right the bowl the bowl season is tough it's tough well, and now these kids, you know, you, you never know which kids are going to even play in the bowl games. Yeah, right. I, I mean, this game is a little different than some of the other ones, but uh, some of these big-name kids that think they're top three, four-round picks are going to bow out. Yeah, and you also have kids that, uh, like for right now, the Coastal Carolina game is on. They're playing Northern Illinois. This quarterback at Coastal Carolina is supposed to be all-world everybody's saying he's going to enter the transfer portal. So you got to wonder how that uh, weighs on the, on the shoulders of all the other guys that are on that team, knowing that, Hey, your, your leader is leaving you after he's this out. game to go somewhere yeah. else. Yeah. All right, boys, let's go to the NFL. Uh, this COVID shit is getting out of hand. Uh, <laughs> the, the players are frustrated. Teams are trying to make playoff pushes. Uh, this couldn't be happening at a worse time during maybe the weirdest week in the history of the NFL with games being rescheduled. Bob, let's go to Baltimore where the Packers are a seven-point favorite over the Ravens. The over-under in this game is 43-and-a-half. Yeah, so earlier in the week, I think it was at five-and-a-half. Um, and for at Packers minus five-and-a-half. Um, I, I did jump on that. Um, just because I think that I think the Packers, as good as they are on offense, I think they're that good on defense as well. And the Ravens have been not a very consistent team, and we don't even know if Lamar Jackson is going to play. Uh, but you know, we go back to this kind of shit show of COVID. Like, who knows who's going to reach protocol and who's not, and who's not going to be able to play. So it's tough to talk about games and put money down early in the week, but. Um, I thought five and a half earlier, I think it was yesterday early. I saw it and I, and I took it cause I, you know, I'm a big Aaron Rodgers fan and they're, and they're playing well right now on offense. But like I said, I think they're just as good on defense. Um, and I just don't know how without Lamar Jackson or even with the average play we've seen from Lamar Jackson over the last few weeks, how they can keep this within a touchdown. So I like the Packers in this game right now, but Hell, who knows what happens before Sunday? Uh, Mags? Uh, I, I don't disagree. I mean, I mean, the only question is the COVID thing, right? Like, yeah. These, there's, there's so many guys dropping out, and the NFL promised that they weren't going to do this rescheduling thing, and it was <laughs> they were going to hold teams accountable, and you were just going to be left kind of holding it, and they're not. Now they're bouncing things around, and of course, because the, the NFL doesn't want – we don't want to watch 
nobody the, does. The yeah, Cleveland does. Browns practice squad quarterbacks yeah. start because Case Keenum and Baker Mayfield are both right in COVID protocol. Like nobody right. wants to watch that on TV. Yep. So of course yep. they're gonna they're gonna make it work out to yep. where guys can be cleared and, and yep. get in the game. But who knows if they're you know they still got to test positive and they yep. got so it, it's just a crapshoot right now. Yeah, I agree. You know what I like doing in these games? Uh, on the Sunday night game, uh, the Bears jumped out to an early lead, and I actually waited till halftime. I caught the Packers at, at half uh, on on a I think I can't remember what, exactly what they were, but I think I had the ability. I was beating the the line went open by about seven points, and then Rodgers just was lights out in the second half, and it was an easy win from from the moment that second half kicked. Uh, and I will say this: I, I do think that. Um, Tyler Huntley is not bad. No, he will, no, he 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 can do a lot of the things that, that Lamar can do, and for whatever reason, the last four or five games, Lamar has not been the Lamar that that we saw, uh, you know, that started his career just on fire. I don't know if coaches have figured out his tendencies or, or what's going on there, or if something's going on personally, but he's been a bit off. So I don't necessarily know that him not playing. Um, isn't better at this point for whatever reason, whatever he might be dealing with. Because Tyler Huntley looked really, really good uh, in that game on Sunday. And he mir- miraculously brought me back. And, and I covered that game. <laughs> I was down 24 to 24 to three. And I had the Browns or the, or the, the Ravens plus three. And they somehow they lost by two points. And it was just the, the most amazing backdoor cover that I've ever had. All right, Matt. Wait, hold on, hold on. Here's my quick response to that. Lamar Jackson hasn't been 100% healthy. We don't really know what it is. But here's the other thing. Tyler Huntley played in a game where there was no film on Tyler Huntley. Okay? True. Now there's now there's film on Tyler. And this is, that, this yeah. is the National Football League. And I guarantee the Packers are preparing for both. And now they see – and not that they're not similar players, because they obviously they are. But still, I, I just – I feel like – can he do it two week? Can he do it two games in a row? I, I I don't have a lot that much confidence in that. I will say this right now, and I, I did look at that game. Ninety seven percent of the money is pouring in on Green Bay, and that's just one of those weird things where we could wake up on Monday <laughs> and be like, "How the fuck did Baltimore beat Green Bay?" But also keep in mind, what else does a Baltimore win? do for the National Football League, it puts Tampa Bay in the driver's seat for home field advantage. So anything is possible. In this Bo, Bo, Bo's NFL conspiracy theory. Hey, the, the ref, the, we'll see. Hey, you know what, Bo? Let's let's remember what you just said because the refs might be in charge of this one. Yeah, that's based true. off of that, based off of that statement. If, 90, if, if you, you watch the, the, the Sunday night game, yeah. there, there were some there were some questionable calls in that game that turned the tide. Absolutely, yeah. early. All right, Mags, take us to Indy. The Pats are getting two and a half points at home in this game. The over-under is 45 and a half. Yeah, I, I think the Colts get back on track here. It's a, it's a brazen pick here. I think, the uh, obviously, the Patriots are hot. But um, they're both coming off buys. Uh, let me see. I got some stats here for you. The Patriots are the number one defense. Colts are number ten. Um, the uh, Pats are three and two against playoff teams. 
and the Colts are two and five, but they're they're coming back to life. They're seven and three in their last ten. So they 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 I think the Colts have the recipe for to be a really good playoff team. They can run the football, and Carson Wentz is is a quarterback who can not make mistakes, and they have playmakers. They got two good tight ends, and Pittman and T.Y. Hilton being healthy now. Uh, I, I think they can. I think they can make some plays, and I, I think the Patriots are a little uh, overrated, overhyped with their their recent success. Personal opinion, Bob. Um, I, I I agree with Max. I I think I like the Colts a lot. I, I think their defense is solid. I, I I like the Colts when they decide to give the ball to Jonathan Taylor, and not let Carson Wentz throw it all over the field. Um, but and at the same time, I am not on as well as Mac Jones and Bill Belichick and his, what they've done in New England. I am still not on that train yet, like the rest of the football media world is. And as much as everybody wants to see Brady and Belichick play in the Super Bowl, I, I am just not I'm not sold on that yet. So I actually I, I like Mags where he's at on this. And I think the Colts at home. I actually think they're a better football team, to be honest with you. Now, are, are, are they better coached? I don't know. But yeah. I think they're if they if they turn around and give the ball to Jonathan Taylor, I think the Colts have a great chance to win this game. I agree with both you guys. I, I love the Colts. I really like the team that they've put together. Uh, Carson Wentz, Joey said it a couple uh, a couple weeks ago that he can be a little bit erratic at times and make a costly mistake. Uh, I just keep going back to, and you mentioned it, Bob. It, the Chiefs won last night, right? The Pats lose. <clears throat> Chiefs are in driver's seat for home field in the AFC. Pats win, and they still got a chance at getting home field in the AFC. And I keep going back to, you know, what is best for this league? Well, <laughs> this a, a Patriots-Tampa Bay Super Bowl in L.A. will be, like, the biggest Hollywood event maybe in the history of fucking Los Angeles. I agree. It doesn't get any more Hollywood than that. Like it's it's a, and they're gonna do everything they can to possibly get that game. You watched the Tampa Bay game. Buffalo was driving last week in the end of regulation. Twice they Diggs got mugged twice. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, no flag on the play. Yeah. So it's like, why are they? That's not by coincidence. That didn't just happen. It happened for a reason. So if we take all of that into consideration, and then you look at the Arizona, the Arizona game, right? You had Arizona and um, and the Rams. Rams come in. They got two of their star players on COVID, on the COVID list, and there's two phantom holding calls in that game. Which to the to to someone who's having a couple beers and isn't paying attention really. They probably don't even notice how big those two calls are, but one was on a DeAndre Hopkins converted second and 20 uh, backed up in their own territory. Uh, I think there was an offside on the play. There was a flag thrown and then another flag comes out. Well, the play's offset that white ball or the, the ball comes back and, and the Rams end up getting the ball. And then the phantom holding call at the end of the game when Kyler's taking the team down to drive. So if you start stringing these things together, and and 
what what did the Tampa Bay win over the Bills do? It helps give the Pats home. Not only does it help give the Pats home field, but it keeps Tampa Bay in position to potentially get home field. And if you want those teams in the Super Bowl, you probably want both of them to get home field advantage. So everything that you guys are saying about the numbers and the players in this one, I agree with wholeheartedly. I just always try and look at in a game like this that I think is going to be close and to where if Carson makes an errant throw, the refs probably won't need to do anything. I think the Patriots could win this one without any help. That said, there might just be one or two calls that give them a give them an edge that they need in this one. And it's not a lot. It doesn't take a lot because the parity at this level is so strong and these players are all so good. So I like the Patriots on the money line to win this game. Um, I just, if, if they have to go through Arrowhead, it's going to be a lot tougher to get them to SoFi. Uh Um, and I really think that we do need to wait until kickoff to pick these games, especially this week, Uh, unless you want to gamble on the NFL loosening their guidelines over the course of the next couple of days, in which case I love the Browns. Uh, if you think that that's something that's going to happen, it does seem like they are leaning that way earlier this week, the Browns were. Um, uh, or I'm sorry, earlier this week, earlier today, the Browns were plus three and a half. And earlier this week, the Browns were minus six and a half uh, against the Raiders. Now in that game, I'm showing that the Browns are minus one and a half and the Raiders are minus three and a half. I've never <laughs> seen anything yeah, like that. It's a full flip-flop. Has that ever happened before? Both teams are favored in the game. I've never, yeah. ever seen it. It's, it's like the, the money line odds in baseball. It's just yeah. I've never, yeah. never seen anything like that in my life. But if, if I was going to play a game where I was trying to play COVID to my advantage, I think I would take the Browns minus one and a half because that's a five-point improvement on that line since it opened earlier this week. Yeah. Um, all right, Bob, uh, the Seahawks are a five-and-a-half-point favorite uh, at SoFi against the Rams. This game has been postponed until Tuesday with all the positive COVID tests on the Rams. The line has actually moved a point-and-a-half. Uh, appears the odds makers point-and-a-half in favor of the Rams. So it appears the odds makers actually believe that um, this postponement is going to help them get a couple of guys uh, back in that game. What are you thinking here, Bob? Uh, I think it will too. I, you know, I, I still really feel that the Rams are the best team out there. If you look at their roster, who they have, if they can start, if they can get hot at the right time, I still think they're the best team. Um, so, and I think they're playing great the last three weeks. Um, and Seattle's kind of up and down again, a, a team that's not overly consistent. So, um, it, you know, if, if, with this postponement, if the Rams can get their guys back, I, I am a big fan of, of them at home against the Seahawks. I I still think Russell Wilson's checked out. I think Pete Carroll's checked out. I think that organization in Seattle is just they're all on the brink of moving on. Um, but it for me, it just goes back to the fact that it's now time to start getting your seeds and trying to play for home field advantage. And I think the Rams still have the makeup of a good group of veterans that have been there that know how to do it, that know how to win at the end of the year. And I, and I still think they're the most talented team in the NFL. So without knowing what in the hell is going to happen over the next four days, 
Um, I, I'm, I'm a fan of the fan, the, the Rams in this game. Madge. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. I, I mean, I think the Rams, again, you know, ODB just got, he tested positive. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you, you don't know how, how far that ripples through the locker room. Uh, but if, if, if everybody else is healthy, I still think that defense is, is strong. And I, I, I mean, I love them through the playoffs too. I think, I think they're, they have what it takes to, to get to the Super Bowl. I mean, that, that NFC is strong. Mm-hmm. I, I so. agree with you. I, I actually took the Rams um, to win the Super Bowl on a futures bet. I, I think they do have a defense that's starting to gel. OBJ is starting to find his rhythm in that offense. You got rumors of Russell Wilson saying that he wants to end up a New York Giant, which uh, that uh, could be very interesting if, if he makes his way to that program because I do think that those guys have a lot of weapons and the one piece that they really are missing uh, is a quarterback. All right, Mads, bring us home. We've got the Titans headed to the Steel City as a half-point favorite against the Steelers. The over-under in this game is 43. It's it's half point. I I had it at Pickham, but I I like Tennessee. Uh, you know that Pittsburgh's run defense is so bad. They gave up two hundred yards plus to Cook alone last week. I know I know they're on the road. They're hopefully going to have AJ Brown back. Obviously, no Henry, but I, I, the Steelers' defense is just so beat up. I, I think that uh, Tennessee gets it back on track. They had a cakewalk last week, but they're going to get back on track here with a big win, uh, put them back in the hunt for possible home field advantage if they can win a couple more. Bob? This is a tough one for me. I, I will not touch it in any sort of way because yeah. <laughs> every time I've gone against Big Ben, he is just – kicked me right in the ass this year and he's found a way to win games that they have no business winning in my opinion i mean i agree with max or def- i mean when when watt is not on the field that defense is awful um when he's on the field they're different um but somehow there's just been weeks where roethlisberger has like come back from the dead and and played so well and led that team but then there's all other weeks where he looks like he shouldn't even play another down so um, this game, it scares me just for that reason. I don't even – because I don't know who in the world is going to show up for the Steelers. Like you would – I sit here and I would think the Titans should be able to go in and win that game and it shouldn't be a problem. But my PTSD of this season of the Steelers, I am not uh, – <laughs> I'm not touching any part of this game. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I, I think that um, the play in this game is to actually watch – and see, see what happens and see if you can catch the Steelers at a much improved live line or in the second half because they have been a second-half team this year. Ben has brought them rolling. I mean, they almost covered uh, on – was it Monday night? Was it – no. Um, Sunday night game? They almost covered the last yeah. game they played, yeah. and, and he brought them roaring back. Oh, yeah, roaring back. Yeah. Roaring back and and Chase Claypool if he wasn't such a moron and and even even on that Fryermuth had the had the tying touchdown yeah they were right in there. his hands it was it was a comeback similar to the comeback that we saw 
by the Chiefs last night. And uh, so I, I don't like taking that game. Um, it, it did start. The, the Titans were a three-point dog when this thing opened. Um, yeah, you, you, t- Tennessee's five and two against playoff teams. Pittsburgh's two and two with that uh, suspect victory week one against uh, the Bills. So, yeah, uh, against and, good teams, Pittsburgh has not been great. Yeah, and Pittsburgh or, or Tennessee also. AJ Brown and and you thought that coming into this season they had a lot of firepower. It seemed like they had a lot of firepower mm-hmm. on, on offense. No more Derrick Henry. AJ Brown, like you said, has been banged up. Uh, Julio Jones has been sitting on the bench in my fantasy team for the entire season, just waiting for him to. It's it's funny, like when when these guys hit a certain age, it's it's uh, the NFL just runs away from them. And it's crazy to think how good that guy once was and how unproductive he's been for that team uh, this year. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking that this week, especially uh, two weeks in a row, the, the, the sports book has been crushed by the betters. I think that it's fade the public week with all these COVID positive distractions. Uh, I'm going to wait to take anything until right before kickoff. I'm going to hammer the opposite of whatever the public uh, takes this week. And um that might be me going against you, Bob, on the Baltimore Ravens. But there right now, the entire world is thinking exact same thing that you're thinking on that game. It's all good. It's a, it's a tough week, man. I mean, how do you – right now on Friday, it's tough to make decisions because we don't we have no idea who's even going to be on the football field yet. Yeah. No it's it's a, the tough part of the season right now. Yeah. Check out this. How about – People, you, you know, people aren't disciplined enough to not be betting while all these COVID distractions are happening, no, no right? <laughs> oh, and, yeah. and, and, and so you see the Browns, right? You see something like the Browns and you're like, oh, none of the Browns are going to play. So everybody's loading up on the, the Raiders right now. What's going to happen? Every single guy on Cleveland is going to end up playing in that game yeah, on Monday night. Right. And the book is just going to clean up. Uh, as a result of it so you know even with the COVID stuff i think there are some there are such crazy lines right now where if you wanted to be creative like with a teaser and add you know what i mean with some of these underdogs that are getting 10 11 12 you add six points to that in the nfl no matter i don't care if it's COVID or not right if you're getting 16 17 18 points i mean that's i mean if if you want to do something like that you know, that that's might be the way to go this weekend just because of there's so many questions right now. Right. Yeah, I agree with you. I've, I've actually uh, got one play in right now that is a teaser. I teased Utah State to plus 14 and the Patriots to plus nine uh, in the NFL, especially with these underdogs. How many close games have we had this year? How many times have we seen a team that's getting blown out? come roaring back with this miraculous comeback, which really, you know, what it does is it keeps eyeballs on the game, right? It it keeps people watching for the full four quarters, which is good for the, for the ad revenue. Uh, So the NFL and all the networks, they want close games. They don't want blowouts. They want want people to keep their channel on. uh, Uh, It it happened in the uh, Dallas Redskins game too, last week. If you guys watched that one, I mean, it was, That game was over 10 times. 
right until it wasn't <laughs> yeah, you, you, yeah. You, i think there's just a couple of teams that you need to stay away from when implementing that strategy like uh the texans oh yeah and, and the jaguars and the jets um the detroit lions have been pretty competitive this year but the raiders hey, they've had yeah. horrible breaks that that, that that's been the the Lions, break hotel. Have, the Lions have kept almost every game close, oh, though. That's the yeah. thing. That's what I'm saying. Don't the Jaguars and the Texans play this weekend? They do. They're <laughs> they're they're playing they're playing for the first pick in the NFL draft. So how do you the ratings how, on that? How do you bet a game when two teams are both playing for the first pick in the draft? Yeah. It's like you know, that gets a bit tough. All right. Well, that's all the time we have for you today. Uh, good luck this weekend to all you donkeys out there. Please <laughs> give us a follow at Armchair Donkeys to get our weekly plays in real time on our Instagram story. And hit that YouTube subscribe button to stay up to date uh, with next week's episode. Thanks for joining today, Mags. Uh, yeah. let's, let's get us a, a golf trip on the books again soon, gents. Let's do it, boys. Let's, let's do fire, it, fellas. Fire up the gambling on the golf course. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Sixty-yard putt, Bo. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, boys. Uh, later, fellas. Later, guys.